What's going on, y'all? This is your boy A1 Hoops back up in it with episode 52. And today we do got guests, returning guests. They've been on for like four times now. Uh, my guy Jordan Coblin and Kaysen Harrell. They are basketball players, you know, trying to make it big. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, go ahead and introduce yourselves. I, I know better than me. <laughs> Yo, what's up, man? This is uh, my name is Kaysen Harrell. Uh, recently uh, played professional basketball over in Ireland this past year. Uh, trying to get back to the G League this year. Uh, yeah, good to be on. Good to be on here. Uh, what's up, everyone? It's Jordan Coblin. Glad to be back on this show, man. Shout out A1 Hoops. Um, I just got done playing college ball over at Rogers State University, and now I'm looking to start my professional career uh, this year coming up. Let's get it, man. God willing. Now, with that being said, we got a lot to talk about today. First up, let's just talk about the finals. I mean, come on. That's what we're, we're in the middle of. We got game two on tonight. Um I want to kind of talk about what it would mean for both teams or either team really to win the NBA championship. And let's talk about it from the Warriors' perspective first because that's kind of like the more, I guess, controversial. It kind of has a lot of effect on a lot of our basketball discussions if the Warriors are to win. Um, So let's just say the Warriors win in, I don't know, six, seven games, however many games. What does this do as far as, like, the basketball discussions that we have? I mean, mostly centered around Steph, but – what if what if the Warriors win? Like, what does this mean? Like, is this good for ball? Like, what y'all think? I'm gonna let Coleman go first because he's a Warriors fan. So I'm gonna let him yeah, go. Yeah, man. I'm, so like, I'm sure we all know the last eight years they've been to the finals six out of the last eight. So they're basically like the standard we could say, right? Mm-hmm. Like, especially in a modern era. Yeah, yeah like they're just like the example. Like everyone wants to be like the Warriors. They're like the next dynasty, you could say. So like, if they, I mean, if they win this year, I really. I really have them as one of the best teams ever. I think it would be great because so many teams have counted them out. And they've never really lost while they've been fully healthy. You know, like they lost mm-hmm. to the Raptors. You know, they didn't make the playoffs and stuff the last couple of years. But they've had people out of the lineup and injuries. But when everyone's fully been out there, I don't really, really call them losing since 2016. And then there is that suspension. So people still put uh, asterisks on that. Mm-hmm. So I think if they win this, it just solidifies everything they've done, and they're gonna prove a lot of people wrong. Facts. Yeah, no, I agree with Copeland. Um, and also like in a in a super team era where you got you know guys that have to you know leave ship and team up all like that. Um, the way that they've been able to do it mostly through like the drafts. I mean, you got guys like Stephen Clay and Draymond that have been there since the jump, and then you got guys like Jordan Poole, um, you know, that came through from the G League. Uh, you know, Iggy, who bounced around a little bit, but, I mean, he was a big part of their success, you know, early on uh, when they were starting to become a championship team. Um, and just, like, just the way that they play the game. I mean, their, their style of basketball, the way they move without the basketball, how unselfish they are, I mean, it's just really nice to see. So I, I got to agree with Cope, and I think it would really establish them as, like, you know, one of the one of the better teams that we've seen ever and um, I just really think that uh, – I really think it'd be, it'd be good for basketball for sure. Well, for me, one of the things that I think it does is it immediately – I mean, I, you're not going to like this, but it kind of dismisses the idea that they needed Kevin Durant if they do win, which I know y'all don't want to hear. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, no, on, on a real though, um, if the Warriors win – let me ask you both something, and j- just give a quick answer if you could. Mm-hmm. Would you say this Warriors team is a super team? It's not because well the thing is like like what case and so like everyone was like drafted so like people forget like when you play with certain guys for a long period of time you gain this like chemistry and everything like mm-hmm. you just know how things flow 
you see like superstars like joining teams nowadays and they're like like the Lakers. You put all these guys on one team for one year and you expect guys to figure it out on the fly. Like like you're playing against great NBA players every night. Like it's not that simple, especially with the three point shot nowadays. Like it's mm-hmm. not like you can't just throw guys on the court and expect to win games. Like these like Clay and Steph and Draymond Woodland playing for like ten plus years. Mm-hmm. Like you know how much chemistry these guys have and then the system they have over there. So I think it's just it's just different when you look at it from that perspective, in my opinion. I don't mm-hmm. consider I don't consider them a super team. Yeah, it's hard. I just, I, I just consider them a team of guys that know how to play together and know how to play basketball. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's not like LeBron. All these guys join up. Like, well, here, here's why. Here's why I brought this up, and I think I think one of you will like this. Um, it kind of defeats. If this team is not a super team, then LeBron has never beat a super team before in the finals because everybody's oh yeah, 2016 super team. Yeah, it was a better version of Clay. You had a better version of Draymond. You had a better version of of uh, of, of Iggy. But there's no way in hell anybody about to tell me that that team was a super team. The only super team that we've seen to me would be like the KD Warriors. Um, yes. Maybe Showtime. You could you could probably throw Kobe Shaq Lakers in there. For me, a, a super team is the team that's overwhelmingly like we about to just get in your ass. Like we just about to kill you. That's a, a super team to me. <laughs> You see, you feel what I'm saying? No, yeah, that's fi- no, that's facts. That's that's facts. Like you just gonna get your ass beat. <laughs> yeah, no, like low key, I thought the Nets last year were like a little bit, like a little. Like, I thought bit. they I, had a chance to be. Yeah, they was like on the offensive side of the ball, they were a super team, hundred percent. But um, okay, so for me though, if the Warriors do win, I feel like we're going to have to. We're gonna have a lot of people on the internet and on Twitter and on the in sports media. Kind of coming up with the notion that uh, Steph is a temp, top ten player of all time. My bad, I was reading something while I was speaking. <laughs> but a lot of people talking about how Steph is top ten all time. We heard Shannon Sharp on Undisputed say, "Oh yeah, if he wins again, he's top ten all time." And for me, I don't really see how that's possible. Like winning matters, obviously. I always think that whoever contributes the most to winning, you know, and then you're able to actually win, that should boost you up all time. However, I just don't see how him winning this year would make him better than anybody I have above him. So, like, yeah, there's an interesting debate between Steph and KD. That's a later topic. Um, but, like, I mean, is he better than Larry Bird? Is he better than Magic? Is he better than Akeem? Like, is he better than Shaq? Like, who is he? If you put him in the top 10, who are you supposed to be booting out? We already got people all over Twitter talking about how he's better than Kobe, which is another <laughs> topic in a second. Um, I got Casey just dropped out. Hold on, let's wait. Okay. In the world, he was getting on you for getting kicked out. <laughs> uh, does he know? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. What? Oh, okay, there we go. My bad, I got an amber alert on my phone. It kicked me out. What in the world? They think you about to be suiting up like Batman or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, no, nah, but like we already have people making cases that he's better than Kobe peak for peak, uh, which is nonsense. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Don't even get me started on that. Like, yo, what's going on? Which you supposed right. to be a Warriors fan? What's going on? Like, how you don't even get me started on that? On how you that allowing topic. us? <laughs> but for me, I honestly, yeah, them winning would be great for basketball, and it would solidify them as one of the great teams we've seen in NBA history. But I almost don't want them to win just for that reason. Like, I don't want the basketball discourse. Is going to be cooked if they win. Like the type of things people will say and believe 
will be completely nonsense. But let's go ahead and switch over to Boston. Now, I think this side is a little bit more interesting, to be honest. What if Boston wins? Who wants to go first? I'll take this one first. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, because you can look, you look at it from at the same the same way you look at Golden State if they win it. You look at Boston, their court, Marcus or Mar- like Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, all drafted there. So, like, you have your core there. You have, you know, a coach his first year. I mean, they were tenth in the East whenever you know it was like I think around like the All Star break, close to the All Star break. They're like tenth in the East. Now they're you know then they finished up second. You know they they beat the war. I mean they beat the Nets. You beat Milwaukee. Now, granted, you know neither team, you know both those teams weren't fully stuck, fully stacked, but they had like you know their their best players for the most part, except for Milwaukee. They didn't have Middleton, but you beat them. You beat Miami, you know, and then you don't go ahead. That. don't don't say that like that, please. I know, I, I know, I'm sorry. I know, I know that's still uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's still kind of rough, but um, I don't know. I mean, I just think like I just think that would also be like another good story, you know, for you know for another team that had their another their core guys that were drafted there, and they you know, because I mean to be honest, like do we consider Boston a super team? I don't. Hell no. I don't. So like again. You know they they win. You know they they win that, and you know I, I just think it's another good story. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I like, go ahead. They're kind of like it. Kind of remind me of the Warriors when they started, like mm-hmm. when Steph, Clay, and Draymond were all there with Mark Jackson, and like they'd always get in the first, second round, or conference front, whatever it was. Like they would, you know, make the playoffs. Like they were good, but they could never get over that hump. Mm-hmm. Now that they got this coach, who's a great coach, amazing coach. I don't know why the Nets didn't freaking keep him. That's a, that's another topic for another day. But he freaking coaches the Celtics, and look at them now. They're in the finals in this amazing defensive team. And, shoot, like, who knows how long they could keep this up for, like, whatever can they got. They're only going to get better every year. I mean, Tatum's, what, like, 24? Tatum's 23. And, and 23. He's about to turn 24, like, next week, I think. So, like, I mean, whenever a player wins a championship, like, if he wins it this year, it's only going to make him – think he's that much better as a player like mm-hmm. that's why i told Kaysen is like when Giannis won it last year damn near unlocked Giannis. now he thinks he could do everything on the court and he thinks he's freaking you know he could do everything tatum's gonna become that much better i mean i don't know man they might win a few rings you never know uh i mean for me okay so i'm not gonna say there's an asterisk on this run but i do feel like if jimmy didn't get hurt in that second half uh, with that knee inflammation and if he would have just hit that three, I mean, I know that's like really big what if, but like, come on, yeah, I'm a Heat fan, so yeah. Uh, I feel like this wouldn't have even happened. I feel like Miami should have won that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like if ball, if Brooklyn didn't have as many problems as they did, if Kyrie had been there all year, I think they might have won. Um, you can't really take away anything from Boston for the way that they beat Milwaukee. They beat them fair and square, especially in that seven game series. Yeah, they were missing Chris Middleton, but who cares? I mean, Jason Tatum, he had like a 46 piece against them, like. I want to. I kind of want to focus more on Jason Tatum specifically because I feel like he has the potential to be one of the greats. But my issue with Jason Tatum is that he's like one of the most inconsistent players I think I've ever seen in the playoffs. Like one Mm -hmm. night he'll go for like thirty four and like on great efficiency. Next night my man's got twelve points. Like where did blood go? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my man blood had like thirteen points in the first game of the finals, and and that was it. Like you know what I mean? So for me. Um, if they are able to pull this out, 
yeah, I think it'll look great on his resume, and it's kind of like the the starting touches to an amazing career. But something got to give as far as his consistency in the playoffs. He just has to consistently be that guy. I mean, I feel like a lot of times he gets quote unquote saved because the nights that he decides to play bad, usually Jalen Brown goes crazy. Like I remember one game, he had like eleven points, and my man JB went for like forty in that game. Um, Al Horford had a few randomly great games. I think he had like thirty one a few games ago in Miami. And it's like, what in the world? Like, what? <laughs> my man is like, Al Horford's like a good 45. <laughs> like, what? My man is Udonis Haslam age. And he literally out here saving you because you playing like trash. Uh-huh. And, um, and another thing, too, he kind of falls in love with taking like difficult mid range jump shots. Uh, you, I'm pretty sure you guys have noticed that before. And it's like, he'd, be, he'd just start bricking them, but he'll keep shooting them. Yeah, uh, I think he was like, well, I think he went three for 17 in game one. Three for 17, yeah. That's, just, that's crazy to me. But if Boston is to win, like I said, it's a great start, especially for him building his resume. Um, I think he would solidify himself as one of, like, the Celtic greats. I mean, Paul Pierce was a Celtic great. My man only won one championship there. So I feel like Jason Tatum can enter into that conversation as far as, like, the Paul Pierce echelons. Um, But we just got to see. And also, the coach, that was a great point. He's a far better coach than Brad Stevens ever was. Brad Stevens could not manage Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at all. We know that. We've seen it. They 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 literally did, could not play well together. Um, we saw people saying, I think it was Marcus Smart that said they don't like to pass the ball. What was that last year? Yeah. Or was it the year before? One of the I two. Was, but I think it was last year actually. But this coach got them playing well, and I keep saying this coach because I don't know how to pronounce man's name. Is it Emmy? <laughs> yeah, Emmy Emmy Udoko. All right, Emmy Udoko. I think that's his team. <laughs> but uh, he he's he's proven that he can manage these two, and I think that's that's great for him. But yeah. moving on, though, um, we're going to talk about Steph Curry a little bit more, the Steph Curry discourse. And the first thing we're going to be talking about is better than Kobe, all right? Now, I mean, I see it every single day on the Bird app. People will be saying anything. Ever since this man won his Western Conference Finals MVP, motherfuckers just talking about it as if he dropped, like, 100 points in a game. Like, people actually care about this award. It just came out. It just came out like three weeks ago. He won the first one, and man's saying he better than Kobe all time. What are y'all talking about right now? Uh, oh my god! Okay, so do you want to go first on this one? I'm gonna let you go first because I got yeah, cause you're the Warriors fan. You the Warriors. No, like I, I love Steph Curry. I like, like Steph first. Curry is like is probably is one of my top three favorite players to leave. I love Steph Curry. You know, like Kobe Bryant. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding Nonsense. me? You know how disrespectful it is. Like I don't know if it's because he's. Like he's not here anymore, God rest his soul. But like, it's really bad. Like he he's like I hear people not even put him in their top ten list of top ten players. Like, are you kidding me? You go go at like I always looked at him growing up. Like he was my favorite player. I always looked at Kobe as like the closest thing to Michael Jordan. That's what everyone says. Like I know what I saw from him. I know what I saw with my two eyes. And like his like work ethic and everything. Like come on, bro. No one in the league is like that, dude. Like ever. Now people just like people are just trying to put Steph Curry above him. Like, what are they talking about? Yeah, you guys got more, or you want me to go? Because I got a lot to say. I don't want no, to. No, go, go ahead. Go, All right. go ahead. So there's one guy I'm supposed to do a podcast with soon. Um, his name is what's his name on Twitter? It's um C- CEO of uh Kelly Trapuca fans. All right, cool dude, but he thinks that Steph is better than Kobe Pete for Pete. So I don't want to spill too much of what I'm going to say in that episode because me and him wouldn't, like, debate it on, on the podcast. But um, the idea that Steph is better than Kobe Pete for Pete makes absolutely no sense to me. 
Now, people say, oh, yeah, because Steph is one of the best offensive players ever. Why? Because he's the best shooter ever? I mean, there's no way you're about to tell me that what we saw from Kobe from 06 to, like, 2010, when he was putting up 30, 30, 30, 34, 35, 40, 40, like, when he's putting all those crazy games up in a row back-to-back, there's no way you're about to tell me Steph's better than him. Um, the fact that Kobe's the far better playoff performer. We've seen Steph put up stoinkers in the playoffs. You're really about to tell me he's better than Kobe when Kobe got better in the playoffs? Then, Because usually, right, when, when you see a great player, they play a certain way in the regular season. The playoffs come around, and that really tells you what type of player they are. They either get better or they get worse, right or wrong. Right. Kobe right. consistently got better in the playoffs. Right. Steph consistently gets worse in the playoffs. Right. Now – we can have a debate about who the better offensive player is, but can we really have a debate about who's better on the other side of the court? Because it's really not even like the difference between Steph and, and Kobe defensively is like the difference between, um, I don't know, uh, Charles Barkley and Usain Bolt at running. Like there's not even, you couldn't even like somewhat compare the two because it's not even close. Um, then you want to talk about clutch performance. You want to talk about the type of competition each team faced, each player faced, the type of spacing that both of them had to deal with. There's no way in my mind that you could tell me Steph was better than Kobe at his best. Oh, the 2016 final, the 2016, I don't care about none of that. I don't care about his efficiency numbers. Like, I really don't. He's playing with a lot far better spacing. He's playing with so much more space. He's playing with arguably another top five shooter ever. So he's not even seen the type of defense that Kobe saw. He's not even seen the type of teams that Kobe had to see in the playoffs. What what's the team that Steph saw in the West that's comparable to the 2008 Spurs? Because that's what Kobe had to get through to get to the finals. See what I'm saying? Yep. So I don't. For me, it's just disrespectful. Let's let's move on to the to the next point. Um, is there anything y'all feel like Steph could do to be top ten? I don't. Uh, I mean, he'd have to win like three more rings. At, not even just that. <laughs> That's a lot. For me, like, and I hate saying this, but like, the finals MVPs. I mean, Mm. everyone on that list got multiple, and we're waiting for him to get one. Now, I do think that he was that he should have got it in 2015. All right, like I think he should have got it. I mean, obviously, like you know, like everyone knows that. Anyone who doesn't, anyone who agrees. That Iggy was a better player than him in that series needs to be drug tested. Like, <laughs> big time. You know, obviously 2017, 2018, you know, you got Kevin Durant out there averaging, you know, close to 30 on like 50% shooting and stuff. Like, he's going to get it. But he, Steph, I mean, if, he, if they can win it this year and he gets finals MVP, I don't think you put him in the top 10. But he, I mean, for me, he'd have to get at least like, at least one more. At least, at least two before you even start even thinking about that conversation. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel. So basically, yeah. two more finals MVPs and he's in your top ten. I don't know if he's in there, but he's, a, this, he's scratching a, the surface. It's at least a conversation. Like right now, it's not even a conversation. I really don't yeah. think it's a conversation right now. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah, I, like he's he's ahead. scratching the surface for he's me. He's scratching like, the surface, but like yeah, he's not. I don't know, man. Like, you look at that list. I mean, there's too many other guys. Like, it, it's like it's no disrespect to him. There's just too many other guys. We just got to put him over. It was just too many people that are better than he was. Yeah, like, um, yeah. For me, uh, I feel like if he, um, did everybody get to go? My fault. I, I feel like I'm missing. 
Cove, did you go? Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Can you still hear me? Uh, yeah, y'all y- y- can hear me, right? Yeah. Still, yes. yeah uh, where, somebody calls me out of nowhere. All right, good. So, um, for me, I feel like Steph, I guess he could become top 10 all time. He builds up some longevity. Maybe uh, prove people wrong that he can be the number one option and just dominate a final series because he technically had never seen that. Maybe 2019 you can count, but we never really seen him like completely just obliterate and dominate in the finals. And we only really seen him dominate in the playoffs a few times, uh, 2019 against the Portland Trailblazers. That was a massacre. What he did to Dame Lillard in them, that junk was crazy. Um, but for the most part, for me, I have I think I have Larry Bird or Will at number 10. He could probably maybe pass Bird, but like I'm not even sure about that. You know what I mean? Because Bird, Bird was nice. Like, yeah, people were acting like Bird was trash. Bird, he was nice. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, I guess if he would do those things, if he could just dominate a final stage, if he could dominate a little bit more in the playoffs, build up some longevity, I think I I can see him being at ten. But that's the absolute best. Right I now, a, I, I think he's like thirteen. Too. Like, go ahead. Do you th- do you put like do you look at him differently because he had his last two rings were with KD, and then his first ring you had Kyrie and Kevin Love for. So like, does that play any effect of like how you view him compared to like him leading the way and had got three or four rings and he's it's you know what I mean? It, 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 does he do you view it a little differently? Well, I think so entirely. I th- that's my whole issue with Steph is because I don't really know if he could dominate in the finals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if he can be that. Jordan in 93. Did you guys watch, like, I don't know if you guys have watched the 93 finals, but, like, that shit was pure dominance. Like, I don't think, I don't know if Steph can do that yet. Because, yeah, he played great, but it's real easy to play great next to KD and Clint. You know what I mean? So, 2019, yeah, you know, he had that 45-point game, I think, in game five or six. But, I mean, even 2015, he had 37 in game five. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, it's really hard to say if, if you know what I mean? Like, that's a really tough question. That's why I want to see more. I want to see if he can do that. I want to see if he can be like Kobe in 09 and just torch the defense all by yourself pretty much on offense. I got to see if he can do that. And if he can, then, yeah, he can be top 10. But if not, then no. Feel me? Does that make sense? Kobe, yeah. Kobe in 09 was one of the best final series I've ever seen. From it's top, yeah, that's that's top 10. Definitely I, was, top 10 I, was in, I was in sixth grade whenever he did that. I, I remember that, man. I was like. That was like a master class when he did. Especially game one. Game one game one, that man like Petrus was done after that. Oh yeah, he went no more he went no parts of that. Man, <laughs> I think they put I think they put someone else on him after that. And, they tried and, to um, put Court they tried to put Courtney Lee on him. I mean they they threw everyone on him. <laughs> it wouldn't work. I mean He had thirty in every game except game three when he had twenty nine. Yeah, I mean <sighs> Oh, I, I I just I can't put I I don't know who I should. Sure, he he might he about to he might tie LeBron this year. Yeah, I right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I bet. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even a little bit. It's crazy because if he, if Katie never would have got hurt, he technically could pass him this year. Well, yeah, he passed him in range, but not on a not as a basketball player. Some people, might, hey, Twitter crazy. Yeah, Twitter is crazy. Bro, that's one thing we all can agree on. Twitter is crazy. Twitter is hilarious. Twitter is <laughs> like cat. All right, real quick though. Um, Steph versus KD. I feel like y'all guys love this. This um, I, when I was writing it down on my iPad, I felt like I, felt like I just knew you guys would love this part. Um, Steph or KD though, all the time. Who y'all got? Oh go ahead, bro. All right. I think if we, we're before talking... you guys answer, don't answer yet. Don't answer. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off. 
What makes this, before you guys answer, what makes this so interesting is the fact that their careers intertwined and they almost needed each other. Mm-hmm. So LeBron, I mean, not LeBron, Steph basically needed KD to beat LeBron. KD basically needed Steph to get to the finals. So, like, I don't know. Who who you got? Who you rather have? Go ahead, Cohen. All right. I don't know if you heard Stephen A talk about this on ESPN, but I'm going to, like, literally talk about kind of like how he mentioned it. He said Steph has a better resume, which he does, but Katie's a better basketball player. And it's like, it's, I think everyone should literally not have a problem with that. Steph's more accomplished with, with rings and MVP and certain things and the three point shot. But if you're looking at a pure talent and basketball player and with someone, how someone could impact winning, KD is better. So that's just where I'm at with it. I don't think like, if Steph wins this year, it makes him a better player than KD. And no, it like is gonna K- look real bad to KD if he wins this year, though. Yeah, and it, it it will. Like I I I told Casey this years ago. Like I never thought KD should have left Golden State, but people mm-hmm. understand Golden State made him go on the court. Like they probably I think they told him false information or let him know by the trainers. I don't know what they told him, but oh, like you're probably fine. You're not gonna make it worse, and boom, you're out for a whole year. Like. That Achilles injury, I think, did it. Like, I think if he never got hurt and they would have won that year, he would have stayed in Golden State. I don't think he would have left. Mm-hmm. And he left. I mean, yeah, he looks bad, I guess. But I feel like if Harden or Kyrie never got hurt or you never know if things were different this year, maybe he would have got a ring and it wouldn't look so bad. This is just circumstance and situation. It's just it's what it is. But, I mean, like I said, Katie's the better player. I think that goes without saying. But Steph, you could say Steph's more accomplished and has done certain things. All right. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with what Coleman said. I, I think he, I think, I think he's exactly right. Um, Steph is definitely more accomplished. I mean, two, I mean, back-to-back MVPs, first unanimous. You know, he, you know, every three-point record. I mean, he, he's basically shattered. Um, but. On, if I, if you're telling me to pick one, if I'm to start a if team, I'm, if I'm making a team and I need to pick one guy, I'm going with KD. I'm going with KD. I mean, there is no defense, and I mean, I, I it's hard for me to say that because of what happened against Boston. I'm just about to say that. <laughs> it's so hard for me to say that, but like, I don't know. I just when I see when I see KD, I mean, dude is just. I mean, he's for me. He's the best player in the, in the world for me. Even after this year, I, I I just I can't. It's hard for me to 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 defer that. I mean, it's a little hard to defend a little bit. Oh, right it's now, really hard to defend that right now. It's hard to defend that right now. But like for me, like he's still the best player in the world. So I'm I'm yeah. after it. I'm and after the, in case and to add on to what like to what you're saying too, I want to remind people that Steph Curry changed the game of basketball with the three point shot. Katie changed the way players think now on the court like like all these kids grew up wanting to shoot threes like what Steph did well KD is the reason that Shet was it Shet Holmgren is that his name he's yeah. the reason he he's what he is he's the reason all these six seven six eight and above seven footers on the perimeter and they mm-hmm. want to be freaking point guards like he changed the game too so I hate when everyone's like oh Steph Curry changed the game of basketball no KD changed the way basketball is too bro like well, yeah, then, I feel yeah like, but I think Steph. I think the way that Steph changed it though is like, like team different. oriented. 
Yeah, I think the way he changed it, though, is different, though. But he's the reason, like, all these bigs, all these four and fives, they all want to be in the perimeter now. Like, why do you think? Yeah, no, see, no, no, uh, you're I, right, you're right. I hear that. I think, all right, so Steph changed the game for, like, people who just are not athletic. Like, he gave people who are not very athletic and not very big hope that they can get to the league. Like, now everybody's shooting threes. Like, now you go to the park, every kid there thinks he's Steph. Like, they'll be throwing the ball, hitting the shit off the backboard. Breaking every shot, thinking they staff, but they saying oh, staff before just, every I mean, shot. I was just coaching AAU, and all the kids that I saw playing were shooting D threes. Like for real, like you not staff, stop. So for for Steph, Steph changed the game in a sense that every single small kid or small guard coming up thinks that he's him. KD's changed the game in in a sense that every single like tall and lengthy forward, usually like a four, um, think that they can just you know bring the ball up and they can have a handle and they can have a tween hezy pull up. See what I'm saying? So yeah. that they've changed it. They both changed it, but I would say Steph's change is a little bit more impactful because now we see entire teams adopting three-point shooting. Like, yeah, Mike D'Antoni already kind of has something similar back in 06 with the Suns, but when Steph came along firing up threes, what did the Rockets try to do? Daryl Morey and them. Oh, you know what? He's having success. Why don't we get James Harden and a bunch of dudes that can shoot and eliminate everybody who can't shoot and just shoot like 43s a game? We we'll probably get pretty far, and they they almost won. <laughs> uh, don't remind me. And they would have won if it wasn't for Durant. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> what I wanted to get at here for me, I honestly can't answer this question. I don't, I don't know. Like this is honestly the hardest question I think in basketball because I can see, I I can see either side. Yeah, Steph beat him, and he came back down three one on him. Game six, Clay, whatever. But Steph was Steph led the way. Um, yeah, Steph did win one without him. But Kyrie was hurt. KD did make a finals before Steph, but he ain't win. And ironically, they faced the same guy in the finals. Um, I don't know. For me, I really couldn't tell you. I, I, I really, I, I could, I could. I think they're both at twelve and thirteen, and I don't know who's thirteenth and who's twelfth. Like I just, I can't tell you. So I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I hear that though. I, I really that. couldn't tell you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's tough. Now, lastly, all right, this is the last topic for the day. I want to talk about James Harden for a minute because I feel like what happened? You know what I mean? Like, where did, where did he go? Go ahead. One of y'all. Jason, this was your former favorite player that used to used to have his back all right, about all right. every time. Okay, I'll go. Okay, so first of all, I used to be the biggest James Harden fan. Koba knows. Um, when we were together in Fort Wayne, I defended this man to the death of me. I, mean, I defended him like crazy. No matter what, I mean, even after that god awful playoff game he had against the Spurs in in 2017, that was a joke. Points, Eleven turnovers. I defended, I defended him. I don't know how, but I did. I defended him. Um, the, when he left Houston the way he did, I defended him. I mean, like year after year, I defended this man. But when he left Brooklyn the way he did, I couldn't defend him anymore. It was hard for me. Um, I'll be honest. I think what happened is that the way that they – sorry, excuse me. The way that they changed the officiating a little mm-hmm. bit. This year? I think it impacted him because mm-hmm. he wasn't getting those, you know, if I'm driving, the guy has his hands on me, I can rip through and get, you know, get, get our arms and take when and get that foul. Um if I'm on the perimeter, a guy bumps me while I'm coming off a ball screen, and I just hurry up and shoot it. 
you know, I can get that foul. When they stopped calling that stuff, I think that really impacted them. And, I mean, I think after uh, – I think he's not in shape anymore. I mean, we see that on the basketball court. He's not in shape like that anymore. You can't just blow by people like he used to before. Um, and I just – I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's 100% washed because I think people throw that term out of context a little bit. Like, if, yeah. someone, has a, if someone has a bad two, three games, oh, they're washed. You know what I mean? Like, people say LeBron's washed all the time. Then he'll go out and drop 40. Like, oh, my gosh, he still became a little You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's washed. But I do think that the way that the game is being called now, I think, is having an impact on, you know, how he how he scores his points and stuff like that. I don't necessarily think he's washed. I more so think it's kind of a combination of being washed and the rules. So, yeah. I think if you would take 2019 James Harden. Remember 2019 James Harden, the one I was dropping 36 a night? The best yeah, James Harden. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you take that James Harden and put him now, I still think he would be – he wouldn't average 36, but he'll probably still average like 30. Like I, I feel agree. like I it's, a, it's a combination of the rules and him just being washed. And he's a little bit fat now. Um, it's kind of sad to watch because, honestly, I was never re- – I don't know if I was a James Harden fan, but I enjoyed watching him play a lot. Like, I used to just get so excited seeing him go between the legs and just step back. I'm like, oh, that shit nice. Like, I used to just love watching it. But uh, now that I don't get to see that, like, he doesn't do that anymore, it's kind of sad. Like, whenever I watch Philly or Brooklyn or whatever, and it's like, this ain't what I'm used to. Like, this ain't this ain't Houston James Harden, you know what I mean? Like, this ain't the same guy. It's not uh-huh. as um, – it's kind of sad to see that. Now, um before I hand it over, because I, I know I didn't let you, I didn't let you get to this part yet. I, I kind of just jumped in. Um, I don't know. I, I maybe he can get right. Maybe he can lose some weight and get back to it. I don't think he'll ever be quite what he was though. But go ahead. Have you seen a picture of him from like his Houston days compared to his now? Yeah, it's like, a big difference. I didn't realize how bad it was <laughs> until I actually saw him. I'm like, wow, he was that thin back then. Like I, I forgot. Like, you know, like when someone gets heavy and you don't realize, like, how much weight they put on, like, a short mm-hmm. amount of time. I was like, wow. But, like, I think a lot of his success was based off of the Mike D'Antoni system. Because, like, he – they you know, like you just mentioned, they just shot a bunch of threes and they put a mm-hmm. bunch of shooters around him and they make him play in space. Like, I feel like that's why he looked as good as he was. Like, all he shot were step-back threes, get fouled on threes shoot 10-plus free throws a game, which is like a free 10 points, mm-hmm. and then you're getting your other few baskets here and there, boom, you got your 25-30 every game. Mm-hmm. Like, and like Kaysen said, like, he plays a lot on f- getting the foul, you know? What happens in the playoff time when they when they let teams get a little more physical, teams are scouting you more often, you're in a five, six, seven game series, he usually his, his play is more uh, less efficient, and he struggles a lot more in the playoff time, right? So, mm-hmm. like, now it's starting to translate into the regular season where he uh, he's not getting these calls he's accustomed to. Therefore, he's not getting a rhythm. Once you see that ball uh, drop in once or twice at the free throw line, you start to get a rhythm. You know, now, now his whole rhythm is disrupted. He's, he's out of shape now. Um, he's not playing in a system like Houston. Now, he's start, now he has to play more of a point guard role where he has to mm-hmm. distribute, get 10-plus assists, and then find his. So it's a combination of a lot of things, but it's all leading up to what he is now. He's still a he's still a good player, but he's not just he's not that guy that could just carry the team, you know, like not like that. No, I really that that was excellently put. You guys are the same, my fault. Oh no, that was it. That was that was it. 
Oh, okay. My fault. I thought I was cutting you off. Uh, uh, another part, though. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but like, whenever people compare like James Harden all the time to other shooting guards, him and D Wade get brought up all the time because people all the time. That's like the number yeah, one like, comparison. comparison. Do you think peak James Harden was better than D Wade? No. 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 I mean, no. like, Mike D'Antoni made it look like it in the regular season. But All right, in the regular season, it's probably not close. Not in clutch. No, in the clutch time. <laughs> in the clutch time, in the playoffs. No, I'm taking D Wade. I'm taking D Wade, bro. And, and D Wade was good on defense. Like motherfuckers forgot about that. He, he's he, one of the best shot, he was one of the best shot blocking guards ever. Oh, then, he, he's probably the best with probably with MJ and Jason Kidd or something. Like he would, he would, he could block shots. Yeah, and D Wade's not a quitter. Like James, like when things get tough for James Harden, he leaves. He quits. Like. I don't think he would have left Brooklyn this year if Katie didn't get hurt and the Kyrie mandate. And then, he, you know, the, the deadline was coming up, so he had to make a choice, and he left. He didn't even, he didn't even give him a year. He didn't even give him the – like, like just finish the year out and then yeah. leave in the offseason. And the, but to push your way out like you did in Houston, you quit when things get tough. In the middle, like, of, in the middle, like of it the just year. shows your character. I, like I, I, like I saw what his character was like. He lost by thirty points when they played Brooklyn this year, and that same night he's at the bar with, I mean, the club and the studio with little baby and all of them. Like, time out, time out, time out. Before you go any further, Kyrie did lock his ass up in that game. Locked him right. <laughs> I remember that. Kyrie, Kyrie clamped that man so. Well, I, I, yo, when he was doing that, I'm like, yo, ain't no way I'm watching this. Kyrie on defense. Bro, they but said I, there was reports in the playing one on one all this year, and Kyrie was messing up my up, and they were, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, that's to be expected. Like, come on, nobody's seen Kyrie one on one. Give me D Wade all the all twenty four seven. Nah, give me D Wade, man. I was one of the first play one of the first full playoff series I ever watched was that two thousand six NBA Finals. You know what's sad? All all James Harden had to do was wait three or four more weeks. And then, and then Katie returned from injury, and Kyrie, they lifted him in. They, all they had to do was wait, like, four more weeks, and then they would all play together. But he was impatient. No, I feel that. For me, um, I don't know, man. D-Wade, James Harden. I think as a regular season player, if you just talk about regular season, obviously James Harden was the more productive player. Yeah. Um, when it comes to defense, obviously, even though I do think people underrate um, underrate. The, the defense that Harden was playing, especially in 2020, I feel like he was actually, like, pretty present defensively. But aside from that, obviously we know James Harden was a terrible defender for the most part of his career. Um, and D.O.A. was actually always pretty adequate, or at least, you know, solid, especially when you add in his ability to protect the rim as a guard. Um, and then you add in the fact that D.O.A. was a great playoff performer. He got better in the playoffs. Even next to I feel like people's perception of D.O.A. is just so messed up by LeBron. Because people feel like D Wade was trash, like or something like people honestly talk like D Wade was washed up in twenty twelve. Like in, in twenty eleven, do you guys know that in the twenty eleven playoffs, D Wade outscored LeBron? Did y'all mm-hmm. know that? Like I, I watched that whole series. I, I saw everything. D Wade had some great games against the Pacers in the playoffs, the twenty twelve playoffs. Against Boston. Um, he had a he had a he had a good game in the finals too. Like people act like D Wade was trash. I don't I, I don't like that. Um, but I feel like people's profession of D Wade is just like all the way off, especially by Harden fans and LeBron fans, but Harden fans in particular. Um, defensively, like I said, it's not really close. I think James Harden was the better, the better rebounder. You could argue that James Harden was the better passer, but 
all in all, I will take D Wade at his peak because he was like that in the playoffs. He was he got better in the playoffs versus his regular season self, whereas James Harden consistently got worse. There's not one playoff run where James Harden was better in the playoffs than it was in the regular season. There's not one. You know what's fun? You know what I want to add? I, like, because you know how it is. We we live down here in Florida, man, South Florida. Mm-hmm. The way they look at the way that you know Wade County, they used to look at the Miami Heat as Wade County. Mm-hmm. Well, like now they're starting to look at like Jimmy Butler. Like I, I feel like people are now starting to really trust Jimmy Butler. Like he could literally lead them. You know, like mm-hmm. he has that Dwayne Wade. Like uh, I, that's we got it. We got like it. We got sure. it next year. We got it next year. Yeah. <laughs> now, real quick, before we before we end this off, all right? I was about to end it right now, but I do want to ask you one thing. All right, Jimmy Butler or Jason Tatum? Who's better? I just we, talked about this a few days ago. Kesa? No, nah, you're going first on this one. <laughs> bro, what? I'm say. talking Jimmy Butler yeah. every – what? Are you kidding me, bro? I'm taking, no, I'm taking Jimmy Butler too. I just wanted to hear what you had to say. I didn't know if you were going to say Jimmy The consistency, uh, I, I, I the dog. I thought y'all was going to say Jason. All right, well, listen, Honestly, listen. Tatum got a more polished game. Like, we could, like more polished. He's more skilled. He's yeah. more skilled on the offensive side, but okay. Are we really going to debate defense on that, though? No, not even we can't, a little it's bit. Not even a, it's not even a comparison. And, like, like I, when I – like, Coben knows this. When I talk about basketball players, I talk I like to talk about dogs. Like, dogs in the NBA. Dudes that mm-hmm. literally just get after it every single night, every single possession. Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, is the biggest dog in the NBA. It's That's like – it's like Jimmy Butler – I'll throw, like, Patrick Beverly in there, and then it's, like, almost everyone else. But Jimmy Butler's, like, the dog in the NBA. Like, and, like, what I saw first in the finals against the Lakers a few years ago in, in the bubble, you can call it the bubble, whatever. But then when I saw in, um, you know, this past series against Boston, you know, especially that, uh, was it game six? Yeah, game six and seven. Game six and, and seven. I mean – he played every minute. He of that played game. every he didn't minute. Sit. Like, how many guys do you know that that can do that in back to back games and still like mm-hmm. impact the game the way he did? He had what was it, forty seven in game six and thirty five in game seven, and he played every minute. Like, come he on, played every minute, man. both I mean, sides. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like the bubble, like he played it fantastic. And he got to the finals. He had an amazing finals, and I'm not taking that away from him. But like in my head, I'm like, I gotta see a little more. You know, I got like I need to see something else. Yeah, like, see it again. Yeah, I had to see it, it again. And it didn't help that the next year they got swept. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm, sorry. Right, I'm not going to lie to you. As I'm, a sorry, a, I'm sorry, a one, but like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. That didn't help. I ain't going to cap. Yeah, I was so ready. Let me let me tell you. Let me give you the context, all right, before that playoff started. Before the, the 2021 playoff started and Jimmy posted that picture, oh, I think I'm stupidly locked in, and like, it's like a picture of him like, shooting a free throw. I'm like, oh, we about to get in their ass. Like, we, we about to get it, word. Yo, they – Milwaukee got to the beach on Miami, yo. That shit was embarrassing. <laughs> they got to the beach. Yo, how Bryn Forbes outscored my dog, Jimmy. Jimmy had one good moment in that playoff series. In game one, he sent it in the overtime by hitting a layup in that yeah. ugly-ass yellow jersey. Like, that just was so stupid. <laughs> I hate it, yo. I was so embarrassed. Like, yeah, they really let – Jimmy literally played worse in that playoff series than LeBron did in 2011. Like, yeah. it, it was it was a joke. And I, was, I was almost ready to, like, not be a fan no more. But then twenty twenty two came. It was around. crazy. Like the Heat, the Heat lost Game Five, just like um, when LeBron lost Game Five to the Celtics. When you know Paul here Pierce hit that clutch shot, they go to Game Six. Everyone's thinking like you know LeBron and them are about to lose. He drops the forty five point game. 
It's like Jimmy goes on the road to Boston, has the freaking 40, what is it, 49? 47, 47. 47? I'm like, damn, that's kind of reminiscent. I'm, and I, I thought before the game, like, is Jimmy about to pull LeBron? <laughs> and he did, and then the game seven speaks for itself. He had no help. Oh, he, he had, had no, no. He had no help. Like Boston game was seven, clearly the better no team. Help. His sixth man of the year was freaking. He didn't even play. Even dressed. Shouldn't have even dressed. He yeah. Was, like had no business. Like literally, like he had no help. I felt so bad for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, when Jimmy grabbed the board, went down the court with like forty seconds left, and pulled the three. I thought we was going to the finals, man. <laughs> I thought we was headed to the and finals. Really, and that's another thing. I hate how people try to debate whether that was a good shot. No, that was a good shot. No, it that was a great shot. It was a great shot. That he was a little tired shot. to take it though. Hey, I know if that shit would have went in, dudes would have been celebrating. Yo, if if that would have went in, that would still, yeah, I would not hear the end of that for me. Exactly. (laughs) I'll still be talking about it. But no, man, Jimmy Butler overtake him for sure. I mean, he's literally better at every aspect of basketball. Every aspect. Jason Tatum might be a better three, maybe might be a better three-point shooter. I mean, when it comes to skill and your bag, obviously I care about the bag. I'm not like one of these nerds that think it don't matter. It matters a little bit. Jason Tatum got a nice bag on him. But passing and playmaking, Jimmy has a heavy gap. Like, he Jason Tatum is not a good passer. He kind of reminds me of Kawhi a little bit. Like, Jimmy kind of reminds me of Kawhi. Like, Kawhi shoots more threes, and I know they have different types of games, but, like, it reminds me of Kawhi for some reason. Like, yeah, like, he got a simple game to him. It's he's like, like Kawhi, he's like Kawhi yeah. with, like, with, with the personality. Yeah, he's like Kawhi, dude, that talks a little bit. Like, he's yeah. not gonna, he don't have no, like, moves or anything. He's going he's to go in that straight line. He's gonna get he got a nice paint. little fadeaway. That's about it. Yeah, he got a little spin move. <laughs> he got one of the best mid-ranges in the game. In the yeah, exactly. Man. But, like, uh, but the, here's the thing. The difference between Jimmy and Kawhi and Tatum is that Jimmy's the far better passer than, than either either one of them ever hoped to yeah. be. When it comes yeah. to, like, playmaking and, and creating for your teammates, yeah. Jimmy's legitimately good. Like, outside of LeBron, at the small forward spot, who's better? Like, who's a better passer at the small forward spot than Jimmy outside of LeBron? Is KD a small forward? KD's not a better passer. Where are we putting KD at at the three or the four? KD not a better passer than Jimmy. I know this playoffs, like, it's hard to defend him, and he he definitely should have played better, but I'm still putting KD's a better passer. You think he's a better passer than Jimmy? I'm going to let you all debate. I'm going to just sit back and wait. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. uh, he, he's just taller. Like he's he's taller. I'm just gonna. I know it's hard to defend him. I gotta hold him accountable for this year. But I'm still gonna have him as a better passer. I can't. I can't give that. Can't give it up yet. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy definitely played better in the playoffs this year. I, I'll give him his props. Yeah, better. like what four forty point games in these playoffs? Yeah, yeah. he had, he has some MJ type stuff for sure. Uh, listen, me and Coben were just we're talking about this right after Game Four between Brooklyn and, and Boston. I told I told Kobe, I said I don't know how I'm going to defend him after that because I knew that we were going to have this podcast and I knew that 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 was going to be a topic like Katie was going to come up at some point and I'm like I don't know how I'm going to defend I really can't defend there's him nothing to that. defend like, there's nothing to defend I mean he 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 got exposed a little bit I mean I, I can't lie he did. And he did get him that business I ain't gonna I lie. Him gave him the business he did I've never, I've never seen like. I've never seen him be like that. Like in, in all my years watching him, like I've never seen anything like that. Al Horford was so, sure. like it was nothing. Yeah, like I've it was like very uncharacteristic, in, uncharacteristic stuff I saw. Like it was very. It was like, almost weird. like he. Just it was uncomfortable even, watching. Like, it was it's like weird. he didn't even want to be there. Like he didn't even seem like a dog. Like, I think he was one game. He took like one shot in the fourth, and it's like, did you even want to play? I think that was was that game one. 
It might have been. Yeah, I think it might have been game one. one. No, I think it was game three. He didn't really shoot a lot. I know game one, Kyrie basically carried that whole time because KD didn't. Game one, Kyrie was putting the work in on game one, though. All he needed was one stop. You know know why I really made me mad? You know why I'm really mad at KD? It's not even about how he played. It's the fact that Nick Wright was right the entire time. Nick Wright was like, yeah, they're about to get swept. And And I was like, oh, no, you can't. I hate Nick Wright. He made him him look right. It was a tough situation, man. All I could, you know what, man? Our poor, James Harden quit on us. Ben Simmons came and ben, he never played. We, we can't even we, say Ben Simmons quit on us because he didn't even start. <laughs> he never even started playing. <laughs> he didn't play, didn't play. Start. Hey, I told you he wasn't going to play one minute. When he he did. I told you. I was I was so optimistic. I said, you know what? After what they did to Embiid and them in Philly, like, Ben Simmons going to be like, you know what? These Yo, this man came like, and called me after I the I told you I'm not talking about Ben Simmons. So now he I'm called playing. me. <laughs> he called know. me. He called me after the Philly game, saying, "Colbin, we get Ben Simmons back. It's over for the league." Bro, like, what? Imagine flexing Ben Simmons. Bro, I said that. I said that at least a hundred times after that game. I said, I said he's not coming back. I said, bro, when they get when shit. they get him back, it's a wrap. Like I was just so confident that he was gonna come back. But then after game three, I was like, "Man, he ain't coming back." Nah, <laughs> nah. But with that being said, y'all, that was the episode, man. Episode fifty-two, one for the history books. That was a banger. Um, give, give, give them, give them both y'all at names. They can follow y'all right quick before we get out of here. Go, Cobra. Yeah, we got my ad, my Twitter, my Instagram is just at Jordan Cobra, man. Appreciate y'all watching and tuning in. Man. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Church Boy Fresh Thirty Two. Uh, I'm sorry, Church Boy Fresh underscore Thirty Two. And you can follow me on Twitter at churchboy underscore 32. Shout out my boy A1 for having us on here on the podcast, man. Appreciate you as always. Man, appreciate y'all so much, man. We're going to do this again real soon. That being said, man, God bless y'all. Yes, sir. God bless. Yes, sir, man.